0: hi everyone welcome again to another episode of when the scriptures become real in a podcast where we learn where we study where we grow uh, where we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our lord uh, i'm excited about today's podcast but before we get into it let's get into our our shout outs here um so if you're listening to the podcast and supporting from the oregon area so if you're from boardman portland or eugene we're so grateful for you guys uh, if you're from west virginia Uh, If that's the new Martinsville or the Logan area, we're so grateful that you guys have found us and are studying along with us and also from Utah. So that's St. George, Salt Lake City and Eagle Mountain. So we're grateful that you guys are listening and you guys have become a part of this family here. And as we're studying and growing together, we're just so grateful for you guys as we uh, continue to grow and to develop. Okay, so let's get into what we're talking about today. So today's podcast is entitled. Learning to give of yourself like Jesus, learning to give of yourself like Jesus. I was very excited about this one because I've been studying about this uh, throughout the week. And as I studied this, I just realized there's so much more that I could be doing to improve like him. There's so much more that I could be doing to be more like him. You know, each day, you know, you should never there should never be a day where we're not improving. And I'm talking, and when I mean improving, I'm not necessarily talking about your financial life or you getting this or you getting that or you getting this, but I'm talking about being more like Christ. Every day, you should relish the opportunity to to be better, to find some way to be better, right? And, and as I'm studying this, I'm just like, man, I could do so much more, right? Learning to be like Jesus. So let's get into our podcast for the day. So let's introduce it this way. You know, as as we walk through life, and, and we're trying to get into the mind of Christ here. So think about times in this life where sometimes you might not know what to do. Sometimes you might find yourself searching. Um, this life sometimes can present us with decisions and tasks and different things that are hard and difficult. And all these things can come on you and it can make it hard to keep to keep going on. It can be tough. Uh, But most times when these things in life hit us, what do we do most times? And I'm speaking to me too, because I've done this, and I do this. When when things don't necessarily go your way or the way you think they should go, I think we do two things. Number one, we become so self-centered. And what do I mean by that? I think a lot of times what happens is when life hits us, We think about everything bad that's happening and we make it all about us. Well, man, this isn't happening for me. Well, this is, this is going on. This is going on. Or then we start degrading ourselves. Well, I'm not good enough. I'm not this enough. I don't know enough. I don't. So not only do you get mad at your situation, but then you, you put out that anger on yourself. Then number two, what we do is after we become so self-centered, then after we get out of that phase, then we become solely focused on, okay, so what's, what's someone else going to do for me? What can so-and-so do for me? What can so-and-so do for me? Right. And so we find ourselves thinking about what other people can do for us as we degrade ourselves. And as we focus so much on what's not going right for us. Uh, But the thing is, as I continue to study about Christ and as you continue to grow and love him, right. And really get to know him you'll understand that Jesus was a man that in every situation that he found himself in, if you read all throughout the new Testament, Jesus was always giving of himself. Always. He was always giving of himself. And I never find one instance in scripture where Jesus was so self-centered that it was hard for him to give. I never found that in scripture. And I think that's what makes him different. And that's the level of a person that I want to be, you know, when things happen and when things go my way and when things don't go my way, I don't want that to dictate how I continue to give to people. I never want that to happen. And so Jesus gave of himself when it was hard. So if you and I are in this boat where we're kind of self-centered, where we're kind of solely focused on us where we're focused on what others can do for us, maybe we just need to learn how to be more like him and really study who he was. And that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to learn how to give of ourselves like Jesus did. So what's the first thing? In my study, I found this, that in order to learn to give of yourself like Jesus did, you got to be motivated by the right thing. And so number one, you have to love people. You got to truly love people. So quickly look at this, look at uh, look at Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, and I want to start in verse number 43, and again, if you're new to the podcast, this is what we do here, we open up the scripture, and we study together so that you can look back on this podcast, and you can look back um, on previous podcasts, you can check it out for yourself and look at it again, all right, Luke chapter 5, um, starting in verse 43, so Jesus loved people, but Jesus didn't just say he loved people. I think love is one of those words that we throw out a lot, right? We just, we kind of say love like, like, hello now, you know, we, oh, I love you. Oh, I love you. Oh, you know, we kind of just say it, but Jesus, Jesus lived it. He was different. He didn't just say he loves people. He really, really did. And so when you love people, love is an action. And so people will be able to see your love. And so when you love someone, you'll be able to do what's absolutely best for them. And in Jesus's case, and sometimes in your case, if you love someone, you might have to do what's best for them. um, Despite what happens to you. And we'll see that later. But look here in Matthew chapter five. Look at look at what Jesus teaches us here. Starting verse 43. You have heard that it is said. That thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, and do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. But if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans do the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, What more can you do to others? Do not only the publicans do so, be therefore perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. So think about the love that Jesus was trying to get the disciples to understand. He said, first of all, this is what you think love is. He said, you heard it has been said that you love your neighbor, but you hate your enemy. That's what you've heard. That's what you think is right. But he said in verse 44, but this is what I say. Instead of just loving people who love you and then hate people who hate you, he says love your enemies and bless them that curse you and do good to them that hate you and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Here's a, here's a great test. You want to test your love to see where it's at. You know, love somebody who doesn't love you back. Love somebody who doesn't love you back and you'll be able to see how much you can truly love. You'll, you'll unlock a different level, right? Cause it's, it's different. Cause the, the thing about love is we love to have love reciprocated. So if I say, I love you, guess what? I want to hear back. I want to hear back that you love me back the same way that I love you. But imagine if on one side, it's all love, but on the other side, there's genuine hate towards you. I mean, legit hatred. So now how do you act in that situation? Jesus said, if you want to give of yourself like me, if you want to be like me, what will you develop the ability to do? Love your enemies and bless them that curse you and do good to them that hate you and pray. So notice all of the actions that we're doing to people that don't like us. That's a lot. But Jesus said, "If you want to be like me, you got to learn to love people." See, now think about this: when G- when things got hard with Christ, because remember, the Pharisees didn't necessarily love him, the Sadducees didn't necessarily love him, people didn't necessarily love him at first. Some of the uh, some of his family members didn't believe in him, and then later on, you see one of his disciples, Judas, hating him and eventually betraying him. So Jesus knows what it's like. But notice, when things got hard for him, when people started to hate him, when people started to treat him just a little bit differently, do we ever find an approved example in Scripture where when when someone showed their hate towards him, did Jesus ever sulk and did Jesus ever stop serving people? He never did. But what happens sometimes, and myself included, myself included here, what happens sometimes when people show that they don't like you? What happens when, when hatred is shown? Then what, do, what is the natural thing to do? So if hatred is shown, all right, cool. You kind of go your separate way. But did Jesus ever stop serving people? He never did. What Jesus was always doing, his mind was on another level. And in order to serve like him and in order to give of yourself like Jesus, you got to stop thinking about you. And I got to stop thinking about what's going on with me. I have to think about the bigger picture. Jesus was always, always, always thinking about how to help somebody else, even if they didn't want the help right now. Jesus was always thinking, how can I help them? How can I help them to get better? And so here's a quick side note here as we study this. This is what I am saying, and this is what I'm not saying, right? I just want to make sure we make this clear. Number one, I am saying that you should be able to serve and that you should always serve, and you should find ways to serve to be like Christ. But what I'm not saying is I'm not saying that you should just drop your needs, drop your problems, drop everything that's going on with you and just take care of everybody else and then put yourself to the back burner. I'm not saying that necessarily either because notice I was reading a book the other day, guys, and it's, it's, it's talk about self-defeating behaviors that we go through in life. And one of the self-defeating behaviors that a lot of us have, it's, it's the workaholic behavior. And this is, this is, this can hit a lot of us uh, you know, this can really, really hit home for a lot of us. A lot of us work a lot, don't we? Myself included. Even before, even before I started preaching, I was working, you know, secularly and I was, I mean, overtime, extra time, overtime, extra time, just always, always working. And he said, one of the self-defeating behaviors is being a workaholic. And this is what the book describes. It says, workaholics, They find their worthiness in their work. They have the need to be busy to feel worthwhile because of their need to do something is merciless. So when we remember, when we talk about giving of yourself and being like Jesus, I'm not saying for you and I'm not saying for me that you should go around trying to be everybody's savior because there was only one savior. So I'm not saying that you drop everything and put yourself on the back burner and just do everything for everybody else. Because that's, a, that's self-defeating. Only Christ could do that. Now, you are to take care of yourself. You are to make sure you're all right. You're making sure that you're supposed to do things for you. But also, you got to continue to serve as well. It's always, you know, one thing my mom always is teaching me now, it's about balance. You got to take care of yourself. But you always got to make sure you don't put yourself over others. It's a balance. And you got to find balance. It's a tough thing to do, but Jesus perfected it. Jesus knew how to do this. But the thing about Christ was as Jesus loved people and as Jesus gave of himself, Jesus didn't partake in this self-defeating attitude. Jesus also took time for himself. Notice this. Look at the, look at Matthew chapter 14. I know we just read Matthew chapter five, but jump to chapter 14. Now, when people think about Jesus, They think about someone who helped the sick. They think about who someone who fed multitudes. They think about someone who was doing all this great work, right? Which he did, but people forget that Jesus didn't just go around doing all that. Jesus also spent a lot of time doing what he needed to do alone too. notice this. Look at Matthew chapter 14 and look at verse 13. Now remember, so Jesus is serving. Jesus is doing all this for everybody. But here's the context. So in Matthew 14, 1 through 12, what happens is the disciples tell Jesus about the death of his cousin, John the Baptist. So this, this had to have hit Jesus to the heart because that was that's family. But also he helped to prepare for the kingdom. So now notice what happens in verse 13. So when Jesus heard of this, he departed thence by a ship into a desert place apart. So what did Jesus have to do? Jesus went on his own sometimes. So sometimes I think we have this, uh, we have this false uh, sense of what we need to be. And, and to be truthful, this is one thing that, uh, that's why I love listening to older men sometimes, because they tell their mistakes, especially older preachers, they tell us their mistakes of what they did. So that when we start that we won't make their mistakes and one mistake that almost every single preacher that I've ever known has always said is they said they wish they would have spent more time with their families and with themselves because what they did, they got caught up in the savior mentality. Well, you're the preacher. You have to do everything for us. Where's that in the Bible? You see, we put that in there, but where is that at? Well, Jordan, we're to serve. Yes, we are. Well, Jordan, we are to help one another. Yes, we are. But all those scriptures that everybody mentions and that are really taken out of context, aren't we supposed to do things for ourselves too? So when people bring up all those service verses, how come nobody brings up study to show thyself approved? How come no one brings up but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? How come nobody brings up add to your faith? So, they, so this is what we do. We expect everybody to do everything for us. And then some of these preachers got caught into this savior attitude that they had to be everything for everybody else. And they always suffered, every single one of them. All of them did. Because they never took the time to do things for them and their world, which is their family. And that's a mistake, Lord willing, if the Lord wills as I learn. That's a mistake that I don't want to make. And so what did Jesus learn to do? Jesus learned that when things happen in life, take time to yourself. He just experienced a death death within his family. So Jesus, he departed and he went to a place apart. He had to go alone for a while. But then watch what he did. And when the people heard thereof, they followed on foot out of the cities. So after Jesus took time on his own, then what happened? But Jesus went forth and then he saw the multitude and then moved with compassion towards them. And then he healed their sick. So Jesus took the time that he needed to be apart, But then after he took that time, then he could come back ready to serve. We need to do that as preachers as well take time to do what you need to do. Take time with your wife. Don't forget her. Take time with your kids. Don't forget them. Take time with your family. Do what you need to do. You can, you can always come back and serve others, but don't forget you have, you have people to serve in your own home too. So serve. Then look at this. So he does that in verse 13 and 14. Then watch this. Look at verse number 22 of the same chapter and straightway. Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship to go on the other side. And then he sent the multitudes away. Now watch what happens here. Verse 23. And then when he sent the multitudes away, here's a quick thing, guys. In order to love people correctly, you have to learn how to love yourself correctly. So what did Jesus do? Sometimes preachers, leaders, elders, guess what you have to learn how to do or what to do? hey, guys, I know everybody has needs, but you got to send the multitudes away. Sometimes I think we become so afraid of what people say about us that we have to do everything for everybody. Jesus sent the multitudes away. So don't you think when Jesus sent the multitudes away that some people were still sick? Yes. Do you think when, when Jesus sent multitudes away that some people were still lame? Yes. You think when Jesus sent multitudes away, some people still needed his help? Yes, but what did Jesus do? He had to send them away. Well, why would Jesus do that? He sent the multitudes away, and he went up into a mountain apart, and what did Jesus do? And he prayed. And when the evening was come, Jesus was there alone. He was there alone. So you need your time to be alone. And here's the example that, that uh, I love to use here. You know, sometimes you have, you have, you know, as the preacher, and sometimes as a leader of your family, sometimes you, you have this, imagine you as this cup, and this cup is full, right? And especially if you're the preacher, this cup is full. And as this cup is full, you go around and you pour into everybody else's cup that's empty right? So somebody needs help you pour it in. Somebody else needs help you pour it in. So you do this and you do this, but then when you go home, then whose cup is empty? Your cup is empty from pouring into everybody else. So what you can't do, you can't help other people if your cup's empty. So why do you think a lot of people burn out? Because guess what we spend too much time doing? trying to be everything for everybody else. And see that's that's one of the things that irks me a bit is Christianity is we are to serve one another and help one another. But Christianity also puts a responsibility for you to do something too. So you can't be so dependent on another Christian to do everything for you. You got to have some you got to have some independence about your Christianity. So Peter told us to grow Peter told, uh, or you know, Paul told everybody to study to show, or Timothy specifically there in the text. But we can use the principle to study to show thyself approved unto God. You know, there's there's some independence and some actions that we have to take as individuals as we walk this Christian life. So the thing about loving people is you have to learn to take care of yourself. And Jesus knew how to do that. Jesus never felt guilty for needing the time to himself. And Jesus never apologized for that. So here's the thing about us as well. If sometimes were you as an individual and me as an individual, if you need your space, if you need your time, if you need your time as Jesus did to go to the mountain and pray and do what you need to do, those who claim to love you, like everybody says that they do, those that claim to love you Guess what? They won't do. They won't rush you and they'll give you the space that you need because of number one, their love for God, and number one, their love and respect for you. So, how can I learn to give of myself like Jesus? I learn to love people, but how do I learn to love people? I learn to love them by loving myself so that I can continue to love the people. And Jesus mastered that perfectly. That's why he was the master teacher. Then number two, what else can we do? In order to love like Jesus, right? So how can I continue to love and give of myself like him? Number two, you give of yourself despite what others do. You give of yourself despite what others do. See, what Jesus did as being the master teacher Jesus never let the attitudes of others stop him from serving and doing what he knew was right. Right. He never did that. So think about this for a second. Look at Matthew chapter 22. Now we're saying to Matthew a lot today, Matthew chapter 22 and um, look at verse 15. So here's the thing about Christ. You know, Christ knew as he was on earth, there were people that legitimately had questions And legitimately needed help but then there were people who asked questions in order to trick him and he knew that but jesus handled things the right way and jesus continued to give and help despite everyone else's motives so look at verse 15 then went the pharisees and took counsel that they might entangle him in his talk just a quick note. This is going to happen. So this is why wisdom is needed it's because some people will try to entangle you in your talk. Verse 16, and they sent him with their disciples with the Herodians saying, master, I can see this is just, they're just so wrong for doing this. Master, we know that thou art true saying, or, and teaches thou the way of God and truth. Neither cares thou for any man for thou regardest not the person of men. So tell us, therefore, what do you think, or what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness, and he said, Why do you tempt me, ye hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought him the penny. And he said, Whose image and whose superscription is this? And they said, It's Caesar's. Then said he unto them, Render, therefore, unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And unto God, the things that are God's. And when they heard these words, they marveled and they left him and they went their way. You see, these people, you see, people had legitimate questions for Jesus, but people also had questions to entangle him and to trick him. So how can I learn to give of myself like Jesus? I learned to give of myself despite what everybody else's motives for me is, if that makes sense. So some people will actually want to learn, but then some people will take advantage of your kindness. It happens. And some people learn from Christ, but some people also took advantage of him, but he being the master teacher knew it, but us, we don't know that necessarily. So here's, here's the great thing about Christ. Sometimes it becomes hard to serve others, Because sometimes we don't know somebody's motives for us. We don't know. So think about this. As as human beings, there's a couple things we don't like. And a couple things that a red flag happens when, when this goes up. As humans, number one, we don't like to be taken advantage of. And then number two, we don't like to be conned. Right? But notice, Jesus, people try to take advantage of Jesus. People try to con him. But what did Jesus continue to do on his part? Jesus continued to serve. So and here's a great lesson. I learned this lesson from dad. I learned how to serve and show meekness from dad. Let me explain. There was a a guy a few years ago. And this was, you know, 10 so odd years ago. It was a while ago. And he was a con man. He was good um you know he he took advantage you know and i followed dad everywhere and i saw you know their interaction all the time and and dad always treated him with kindness um dad taught him the gospel dad baptized him dad provided him housing provided him food all this other stuff and and me the thing about dad and i we look the same <laughs> but he's different dad is dad is the meekest man that i know but i'm not I'm not I have a different, I'm more of a competitor than dad is. Dad is very meek. Dad can take a lot of things. Right. But I'm a competitor. I've always been somewhat fiery, right? And that's something for me to work on. Um, but I was like, something's something's not all, something's not right. You know, something just don't it just don't feel right. And so I asked dad, we were in the car and we're driving back, and I said, Dad, I don't think, I think this guy's taking advantage of you. I think this guy is conning you. I think this guy is just taking what he can from you. I don't, I think we can kind of just, you know, let him go because this is not working. And one, I remember dad talking and he was, he was saying, we got to continue to serve. We got to continue to do the right thing. And I never, I never forgot how he did that. There was a lot of situations that back in the day I would have, I would have given up on, but dad didn't. And so I think, man, I just got another level of meekness to achieve that I'm not there yet. And the thing about meekness guys is, is it strength and control, right? It's, it's strength under control. And, and the craziest thing is, you know, and, and also one thing that dad did, which was amazing. We were at a congregation a couple of years ago and, you know, if you guys have seen myself and dad in person, we're not the, the tallest guys. We're not the most studly looking guys. We're, we're, you know, we're pretty normal, you know, as it is, but, um, you know, but, but dad in my eyes is like a spiritual giant. And that's why I tried to be more like him through the scripture. But as he was, uh, he was in the office one day and someone came to visit and someone came to try to, to try to trip him up, right. With these questions and dad invited him in and he said, yeah, yeah, let me, uh, let me answer your questions. So, I mean, dude came in locked and loaded dude was ready to come in, just fire with all these questions, you know, to try to trip Dad up back to back to back to back to back. And I'm sitting there outside of his office and I hear the guy just, all right, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about, I mean, just berating him. And every single time, you know, those doors, remember back in like middle school where you had like the wooden door and then it had like a slit of glass. So if you were a little kid, you can kind of <laughs> you can kind of slip through and see what's going on. If you were tall enough, that's, that's the kind of door he had. So I was kind of looking at that. And I saw him every time. He was calm as as you can get. And all he did was just open up the Bible and answer his questions. So outside, the little competitive Jordan is outside. Yeah, yeah, get him, dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I was, I was like, get him, get him. But he was just so calm and he was answering, he was just answering the questions the right way. And so I learned service from him and dad's learned it from Christ. We have to continue to give despite what others' motives is for us. And so sometimes the strongest guy in the room is not the one who's the most physically imposing. Sometimes the strongest guy in the room is the one who learns how to bottle that strength, but that strength is filled with wisdom and meekness. And that's a good lesson for you ladies as well, but that's another podcast for another day. But here's a great lesson as well. Many of us think in, in terms of meekness, if someone in a certain situation doesn't say anything, if someone doesn't do anything, if someone doesn't do what I thought they should do, then they're compromising in the situation. But, you know, compromising, that's the wrong word. It's really wisdom at work. But we think, all right, attack. Attack all right, say something, all right, do something, all right, form a plan. Like, we think we got to do something now, but, but it's really wisdom at work. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to see a, a man like Christ show that wisdom in order to help other people, even though other people have the motive to hurt him. You know what I'm saying? That's a different level of meekness that Jesus had that I know I need to work at to get better. And so this is why we should have respect for elders and for preachers. It should be so high because they have, especially for elders, because they have a certain level of wisdom that I want to achieve. But they, it's just... You know how sometimes as young people, we can have a problem, but then when you talk to an older person, they make it so simple that you kind of question yourself, like, why did not think of that? <laughs> like, like why was I complicating something? And they just answered it like it was an elementary school question. Like, they're just so wise, you know, and, and sometimes you'll see an elder, right? And I I like to do this. I like to look and see what our elders are doing. Sometimes you see them and they're there, but they're kind of zoned out a bit and you'll call them, hey, brother, so-and-so, well, sorry, I was just thinking about something. I was just praying about something real quick. They're thinking about so many other things to try to help people without them even knowing, right? They're just showing how wise they are. And so Jesus was the same way. When people tried to entangle him, Matthew chapter 22, when people tried to trick him, Jesus answered their question with another question, but Jesus was still meek with them. Jesus didn't have to fire off on them. Jesus didn't have to show his dominance. Jesus didn't have to show that he was better. Jesus just did what he was supposed to do. Jesus continued to serve. So how can I learn to give of myself like Jesus did, despite what somebody else's motive towards me might be? I have to continue to serve them regardless. Now, here's a quick note. I want to make sure I make this clear. I am saying that we are called to serve. I am saying we are called to be like Christ and how we serve is to help teach others. It's not necessarily solely focused on the actions of serving. It is, it's there, but we are to help and to serve and to teach others because that's what Jesus did. So I am saying we should serve. But what I'm not saying is that you should walk around and you should be a doormat and you should let everybody walk on you and say whatever they want. Jesus Jesus learned, again, this is why he was the master teacher. Jesus defended himself, but he defended himself with the word of God. Notice what happened there in the text. After he asked them the question and they couldn't answer him, then where did their fury go? What did they do? Look at verse 22. And when they heard these words, they marveled and then what else does the text say (laughs) then they left and they went their way you know sometimes that's what the word of god will do that's how you defend yourself when you defend yourself with the word of god sometimes people can't take it and what will people do when the word of god is presented they'll marvel and marvel can mean they'll either be astonished by it or they'll get mad but either way what are they going to do they'll walk off and that's how you defend yourself. That's why Jesus was the master teacher. He learned to give of himself despite what everybody else's motives for him was. That's hard. That's hard. And I need to work on that, but that's really good. Then number three, how else did Jesus learn to, how can we learn to give of ourselves like him? Number three, we need to learn to teach others to be more like him. I can you know, guys, as I'm, as I'm preaching And, um, I have the privilege of being able to help people I'm learning. It's just, it is a privilege to have the opportunity to teach others how to be more like him. And the thing is, I'm learning myself how to be more like him. So I'm nowhere near the level where I need to be, but it is sometimes I I kind of sit back and, and think, yo, like, this is my job. You know, it's amazing to spend my time dedicated to helping other people in their lives to learn how to become more like Christ. It's kind of, it's crazy. It's, it's an amazing thing. And in order to help you become more like Christ, here is three things that a teacher will do in order to help you to become more like Christ. Number one, a teacher will challenge you to become better. You know, there's a lot of things I think that's I think that's a big thing that a lot of Christians are missing. They're missing somebody to challenge them. A lot of us and at one time myself included, a lot of us want people to be yes men for us or tell us what we're doing is exactly where we need to be. But sometimes that's not what we need to hear. Sometimes what we need to hear is no, you're not where you need to be. And actually, you need to get better than where you are. So who wants to hear that? Nobody. I mean, I didn't. You probably don't. But guess what? You you probably need it. I probably need it. A teacher will challenge you to get better. To be like Christ. What else will a teacher do? Not only will a teacher challenge you to be more like him, but a teacher will also walk alongside you as you grow to be like him. You know, Jesus, as he walked along with his disciples, his disciples didn't necessarily get all of his teaching at the time, but Jesus always walked alongside with them to help them as they got it. And so a great teacher will walk alongside you as you're learning and he will give you what you need when you need it. Right. But that's as you go to learn how to teach, you'll know when to hit those those points in people's lives. Then number three, a great teacher will allow the student. And this is, this is a question that I asked that we talked about last night with a couple people. We asked, how come sometimes, how come Jesus never just told them exactly what he was talking about? Sometimes he would say what the parable was, but sometimes Jesus would say stuff and he would tell them that they would figure it out later. A good teacher will allow the student the freedom to figure it out because they have to want it for themselves. And that's, to me, that's something that I need to work on because that's the hardest thing for me. Because when you know the right thing to do in terms of following the scripture is the right thing, you want somebody to know what you know, but you had to figure it out. Right. So there were times where I heard the same things, but I didn't want to figure it out. So now I'm on the other side of it. Now that I'm teaching others, I have to have the the patience to walk with them. And I also have to have the patience to let them figure it out for themselves because I had to figure it out. So Jesus, he gave the disciples what they needed, but sometimes they didn't get it. So you remember like in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where Jesus always talked about the kingdom heaven is like unto this or the kingdom of heaven is like unto this, or the kingdom of heaven is like unto this. The disciples thought that the kingdom, that Jesus was literally going to come and reign again. He said, so, so when are you going to bring the kingdom back? But Jesus was telling them about the church that was going to be established in Acts chapter two, the church of Christ, Romans 16, 16. And so he mentioned, I'm talking about my kingdom. I'm not talking about a literal kingdom but they figured it out. And when they figured it out, then the apostles are ready to go. You got to allow people the freedom to figure it out. And sometimes when you allow people the freedom to figure it out, you'll watch them fall. You'll watch them make the wrong decisions. You'll watch them not do what they need to do. You'll watch them come to the wrong conclusion of what you taught them, but that's a part of the process of them figuring it out. Jesus was the master teacher. Sometimes he wouldn't tell them exactly what it meant, but he said, you'll get it. You'll get it later. So how can we learn to give of ourselves like Jesus did? You got to learn to love people. But in order to love people, you got to learn to love yourself. How can you fully love someone if you're not even, you know, the right, the right way you got to love yourself and Jesus learned to separate himself and Jesus learned to serve when he needed to, but Jesus also learned to serve who was close to him. Then number two, Jesus, in order to give of yourself like him, Jesus gave of himself despite what other, other people's motives were for him. Some people might just have taken advantage of him. Jesus still served him. People might have really wanted him, still served him. Jesus had the right attitude. Then number three, Jesus taught others how to be more like him. And so that's what we're to do. We're to teach others to be more like him. Here's my uh, admonition to you and to me. Each day, we need to take the opportunity to find a way to get better and to improve. And the thing about this is every, you know, it's, and I got caught in this at one point in my life where, When someone was asking how I was doing, I always told them, oh, well, I'm getting better. Oh, well, I'm just I'm trying to like I would just I would say the right thing, but I wasn't really doing anything. I was just saying it just to just to kind of have good conversation with that person. I really wasn't doing anything. But in order to get better, I should be able to see and look at your life to see that you're improving spiritually and you should be able to see that for me. And so. When we say we want to get better, actually actually do it. Actually find the opportunity to love people more, to teach people more, to love yourself more, to do other things. Learn to improve every single day. And that's what Jesus did. And that's what we're to do. Man, there's so much I got to work on, y'all. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. There's so much I have to work on. But I know you guys are there, too. And, you know, this is what keeps us humble is we're always students, you know, we'll never be the master that Jesus was here, but we're always students and we always need to learn and study and grow and learn to be more like him. So let's let's keep improving each day and let's keep being the best that we can and serve him and do what we can. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Lord willing, we'll see you guys uh, next week, next Monday, Lord willing, uh, with another podcast and be looking out for some new stuff here. I'm working out on the website for the podcast is almost done. Um I'm actually working on like like shirts and stuff which which would be kind of nice but I'm kind of in the testing process of that. So I want to see what it looks like but I'll kind of, you know, show you guys on social media what it looks like and you kind of give your opinion there. Um but we're just we're working to to spread the gospel and to to give good content and uh and make sure more people can learn how to be more like Christ. So thank you guys so much. And we will see you all next week. Thank you, guys.